This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Dave Ross. And I'm Aaron Granillo. As coronavirus case numbers rise in Washington, the state health department is also reporting fewer deaths. Washington reported more than 1,100 new cases last night. That would be a new daily record, but keep in mind these numbers also tend to be higher on Mondays because of a weekend backlog. The health department also reported 39 fewer deaths than the day before. That brings the state's death toll to just under 1,400. The department did not explain the drop. But in the past, the state has said it will change how they calculate the death toll and correct past records. Previously, it recorded COVID-19 deaths for anyone who had the coronavirus and died, even if it wasn't the disease that eventually killed them. Latest numbers mean about Three and a half percent of people in the state died after becoming infected. And overall, the state is approaching nearly 42,000 confirmed cases. Some states are beginning to roll back and close businesses as coronavirus cases surge, including those in the so-called Western Pacts, which Washington is a part of. Oregon Governor Kate Brown says she is limiting indoor gatherings. Potlucks dinner parties, birthday parties, and book clubs that take place indoors cannot exceed 10 people. She says anything larger is now officially banned, and face coverings are mandatory outdoors and indoors. Starting on Wednesday, July 15th, face coverings will also be required outdoors if you can't maintain a physical distance. And down in California, Governor Gavin Newsom is again Closing wineries, closing movie theaters, closing family entertainment, zoos, museums, card rooms, and any indoor dining, including bars. Not on open economy or off shut down, but a dimmer switch looking at conditions throughout the nation's most populous state as they present themselves, as those trend lines become points of concern uh, before they invariably become headlines. And some businesses are saying that's it. This is going to finish them. As for schools in California, Los Angeles and San Diego school districts are going exclusively online this fall, but some are taking the opposite approach. The Orange County Board of Education voted last night to allow schools to reopen with in-person instruction, without masks, and without social distancing requirements. Some parents are okay with sending their kids back as long as precautions are taken. I think we're not thinking about creative solutions right now. What about putting the plexiglass up like they do at the grocery store? But this teacher protested against the board's decision. We've been planning in detail on how we're going to bring the students back safely. And they're just like, oh, throw caution to the wind. Just let's risk all the children's lives. I can't do that. A new analysis finds nearly one and a half million teachers are at high risk of serious illness if they contract the virus. The Kaiser Family Foundation says that adds up to about one in four teachers. Let's look at Texas now, where daily hospitalizations for the coronavirus surpassed 10,000 over the weekend. Governor Greg Abbott is still promising to reopen schools this fall. Michelle Cardenas is a pre-K teacher in Del Va- Is it Valley or Valley? Yes, Del okay. Valley. Okay. Uh, Michelle Cardenas is a pre-K teacher in Del Valley near Austin. I've been to a funeral for my student. I do not want to go to another funeral. I do not want that pain put on our families. I don't want that pain put on our school districts. And now some teachers in Texas say they're starting to write their wills. They're getting their power of attorney in order and taking out extra life insurance. Others are considering early retirements in San Antonio, Texas. Meanwhile, they have 
Refrigerated trucks on standby to act as morgues as the hospital system reaches a critical stress level. And in Florida, the country's new epicenter, Governor Ron DeSantis acknowledged the surge in new cases, but says at least the number of people dying from the virus is going down. And he explained why. Many of our cases are occurring in people who are low risk, particularly people's people in their 20s, 30s and early 40s. Florida reported more than 12,000 new cases of the virus yesterday. That is the second highest single day increase of the pandemic. And that tally follows a record 15,300 cases on Sunday. That is the most reported by any state so far. So, Dave, we've got this clear picture now of what happens when a state reopens early and people don't take the recommendation seriously. You could probably make a case for and against each approach. But ultimately, how do you think history is going to judge these first several months of the pandemic here in the U.S.? As a warning ignored. And as an indication of stubbornness on behalf of some people who uh, persisted for a while in thinking that this was a hoax, I'm still not sure what the motivation for the hoax would be. Although I guess I can I can see for uh, Trump supporters, they saw this as a, a way that uh, Democrats or at least states run by Democrats could discourage the kind of uh, rallies that uh, seemed to help Trump in his campaign. But I I think we are now seeing that indeed. There was a reason to close things down. Um, the The thing that's disappointing to me is that it appears that we could have achieved the same thing if everybody had just masked up from the beginning, as was done in, in other countries. And there might have been a way to, to keep things open. Uh, but now, with the virus seemingly out of control once again, that's not enough. We also heard you... You know Chuck Woolery, the uh, the old yes. the old game show host. I remember uh, him from the yeah, from yeah. His game show day. Yeah, uh, President Trump retweeted one of his theories yesterday that all this whole thing is a hoax because it's an effort to shut down the economy, which would you know be a a political motivation for Democrats to try to sink uh, the president's chances to to get reelected. Uh, so there's there's another idea of why the the hoax uh, theory is out there. I also am thinking about this. How much of this do you think, Dave, is just sort of a, a manifestation of the attack on science that we've seen? I mean, I don't want to put it all well, on, on the president. Not a, but, you know, scientists yeah. have been unpopular uh, in many eras in history yeah. when uh, what they said didn't suit what politicians wanted them to say. And I know that there is an argument that if we had been reporting the seasonal flu the same way we report this, there would be a similar panic. Except I'm watching Real Clear Politics. I don't know if anybody has, has followed this, but they have their their own chart on the uh, on the coronavirus. And what they have done is compare the deaths due to coronavirus to the typical number of deaths due to flu in a in a big flu year. And it's still last time I checked, it was like triple the number. So it's hard to argue that this is simply the flu. I talk to Dr. Gordon Cohen every week who who uh, commutes to Arizona because he's a cardiac surgeon. And so he's seen what kind of pressure the hospitals are under there, and he hasn't seen anything like this. And uh, Dr. Fauci was saying the same thing. This is on the order of uh, what happened back in 1918. And I think it was our refusal to even consider that was a possibility that has gotten us into this situation and when you look around uh, uh, countries uh, around the world, other countries are not going through this, even ones who had big outbreaks. New York State, apparently, which for a while was the epicenter, figured out a way to to um, control it. 
And the fact that you have such a, a vast difference from state to state now puts states in the position of having to prevent travel from other states, mm-hmm. which is the um, which, which is the whole reason behind having the United States, that you wouldn't have to do that. And yet here we are. Here's what Dr. Anthony Fauci has been saying uh, about the pandemic just uh, in recent days. He's calling it the perfect storm he worried about. Of all the emerging infections that I've had to deal with in the 36 years that I've been the director of the Institute, starting off from HIV in the early 80s with Ebola and Zika and anthrax attacks, this is clearly the most challenging. But he says these new public health guidelines are not just spitting into the wind. There are things you can do now Physical distance, wearing a mask, avoiding crowds, washing hands, those things, as simple as they are, can turn it around. Yeah, we are how many months into this pandemic and we're still replaying recommendations from March and April. So Yes. Well, I've, <laughs> I've been here at home since March. Yeah. So I've heard this again and again and again. But, uh, you know, as we say in radio, by the time you get tired of it, uh, the rest of the world is just hearing about it. So I guess you have to repeat this ad nauseum until people actually take it seriously. By the way, as you can hear, Dr. Fauci has not been muzzled despite the president's criticism. He uh, apparently does not get invited to the White House as many times as before, but media outlets will put him on anytime he gets permission to go on. And the president has told reporters that he likes him despite their disagreements. Well, I have a very good relationship with Dr. Fauci. I've had for a long time, right from the beginning. I find him to be a very nice person. I don't always agree with him. Uh, no, I get along with him very well. I like him personally. Well, that's so that's good. good. I'm glad yeah. they're getting along. That's good. We will be back tomorrow and every day after with a 10-minute rundown of the daily local news. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can also find our news coverage on MindNorthwest.com or listen live at 97.3 FM.